Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Can I share a tweet with you? It's not mine. I don't know the dude. He's from uh, the UK. And he, he put out a tweet that said, uh, hi from America, where Walmart doesn't have a plug adapter for my UK laptop, but on the other hand, I can buy a raffle and ammun- a rifle and ammunition. And it's, um, it's a uh, photo of the Red Rider, Red Rider uh, Daisy 650 carbine. And there's another Daisy um, 880. And there is something called the Crossman 760 Pump Master. Um, now, I, I, I know nothing about these, uh, the, these, these weapons right here. I don't know if you know if these are, are, are BB guns or not. I, I don't know. I just would have to, to, to read. The Red Rider is for sure. Right? Haven't you seen A Christmas Story? I have seen A Christmas Story. Neither here nor there. What a what a thing to 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 tweet out. Hi from America. I'm not up on my on my uh, on my BB guns, and so I, I I say that out loud. I admit when I don't know something. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What the hell is going on, everybody? Eight three three got Tony. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. Hi from America, where Walmart doesn't have a plug adapter for my UK laptop, but on the other hand, I can buy a rifle and ammunition. To which I responded, because some things are important and some things are not. Now, it must be very strange to people who visit from other places when they see how we do things. Part of the problem with our elitist overlords is that they think that those other places have it right and we should be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. Why would I be embarrassed? I think it's embarrassing that you can come to another country and don't have the proper adapter for your laptop. I should be embarrassed that we recognize the importance of firearms, the importance of protecting and defending oneself, and don't think it's so bad that children learn how to utilize these things and how to respect them, as opposed to running scared from them? What kind of society thinks kids should be afraid? Kids should have knowledge. Kids should be taught. Kids should learn. And then kids become more confident. That's a society we should have. Right now, I have elitists who want to make really radical claims about, for example, a border wall. The former president invested billions of dollars in a border wall that was never going to work or be effective. And Must say out loud, I never expected there to be a physical wall. I, I've said that many times. I thought he was speaking about a philosophy. Really did. And then there was a physical wall. And then you know what? People who are... are, are those who work the border, you know what they said? It can help. Because a physical wall can force people to certain areas. Admittedly, some people were still able to climb over a wall. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The vast majority of people, they're going to have to walk around. Does it matter 
if someone from another country thinks it's a terrible idea? In the United States, it forces the conversation of whether or not we have borders at all. Are we a sovereign nation, yes or no? Do we want people who want to protect the border? Do we want to ensure that our border patrol is able to do their job effectively and efficiently? Well, I think the answer to all those things is yes. Do I really care if somebody from the UK doesn't? I'm not angry at the UK. Pick your place. France? What, what does it matter to me? What does any of it matter? By the way, uh, Noble Dave wants me to know that they're all BB guns, and he personally owned them all 30 years ago. <laughs> That's so awesome. That is a, see, that's my problem. My, my parents were not anti-gun. Not, not at all. One day I'm going to tell a story that is going to set the stage for understanding that when, I, when it comes to the Second Amendment, I cannot explain to you how much I'm holding back. I do it for a reason, and I do it purposefully. And I do it... I do it for the, for the reason I, I do a lot of things. I do not believe that because something did or did not happen to you is the reason to believe or not believe in a philosophy. Do I believe that people have the right? My mother is listening to me right now, and I'm willing to bet you I will get a text any second that says, go on, Tony, tell the story. Because she's told me to tell the story. I just, I can't bring myself to do it yet, and I don't know why. I, I have a, when you hear it, and trust me, I, I I will announce it. I mean, I will announce that I'm doing it. You, I, I it, it will be rather intense. My view on the Second Amendment and why I am such a, a, a fierce defender. I'm not a gun guy. I am a fierce defender of the Second Amendment. But I did not grow up with BB guns. I'm willing to bet you that I did not have a BB gun. I don't think I did. Did you, Producer Ari? What? Did you have a BB gun? <laughs> no. No? Not not with your fantastic parents there in Wisconsin? They wouldn't have cared. I just didn't want one. Okay. Oh, I thought they were the ones who were keeping you from it. It never dawned on me. It never dawned on me to have a BB gun, to even ask about a BB gun. I knew my father carried a gun, right? I, I knew that. No, I never touched it. I was just aware of it. But growing up with this, I think it's healthy and normal and good. I feel, I, I, I feel uh, a, a bit of sad for the people who think that growing up with a firearm is somehow a problem. That growing up near firearms is somehow dangerous. Somehow means you don't have a... Um, a a, a good a good home life or or something like that because because none of that is true not a single part of that is 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 true right and so this this tweet hi from America where Walmart doesn't have a plug adapter for my UK laptop but on the other hand I can buy a rifle and ammunition first so if they're BB guns you know you know what that means. That means that this guy doesn't even know what a rifle is. And secondly, who the hell cares if you can get an adapter for your for your laptop? It's a weird, weird piece of conversation there. But all of these things are very often designed 
to make you somehow think that the way we do things is all wrong. I can argue that they're the way we do some things that are wrong. I'll give you an example. The way we do jail is completely wrong. The way we do jail in the United States is absolutely 100% wrong because we never asked ourselves, what is it that we want? Do we want to punish people or do we want people to be able to re-enter society to re-enter society after paying their debt and be able to go on with their lives in a better way? The answer, of course, is yes. There are some people who have engaged heinous crimes who are never coming back to society, and yes, they need to be punished. There are multitudes of people who are going to do a three-year sentence, three years of their lives, and we should be asking ourselves, what do we want from them when they come out of jail? Me, I want them to be active participants in their life again. Does this mean that we, I believe in banning the box? No, I don't. Banning the box is on an application, the box of have you been convicted of a felony. I believe you got to be honest about those things. We need to change culturally how we view that in our hiring. People have made mistakes, and people who have uh, done the time and made amends for that are not people we should be saying, well, too bad. Part of that would be easier if we took the entire prison, I I was almost going to say prison opportunity, but that sounds callous, and I don't mean it to be callous. If we took prison and we took people who are not these radical, violent, murderous offenders and said, hey, this is where you're going to be for three years. Here's a skill set that's going to help you when you get out, because there's going to be a life when you get out. So let's get to it. A degree program, an apprenticeship program, absolutely. We do prison wrong. We think it should be like Oz? Dear Lord. Admittedly, Oz is a show that uh, told me, yeah, I'm not going to do well in prison. I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be well, not going to do okay. We do it wrong. Teaching kids about guns and to respect guns and learn how to use guns and clean guns. Yeah, we're doing it right. Other nations are doing it wrong. The UK is doing it wrong. That much I can tell you. We don't have any guns. We we just we just have knives. We just have we just have, have knives. That's that's all. And a massive knife problem. But no, no problem with guns. All those Americans and their guns. <laughs> nah, we're doing just fine. I hope this guy finds a power source. I, I, I really, I, I really, do, I really do. You know, uh, he should be able to write back emails to his, uh, to his family about how great America is. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm Tony Katz. So as we said, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has COVID. We're supposed to believe from the reporting that she hasn't had close contact with President Biden or the First Lady. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. And I'm like, 
didn't we just see them together at the thing with the uh, with the Supreme Court Justice uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson just a couple weeks ago? I might have believed this, and producer Ari said it's very possible they don't get along, which it is totally possible they don't get along, and they may not see each other unless they need to for this public spectacle kind of stuff, and then they don't talk. Wouldn't you keep Kamala Harris out of view, considering how absolutely embarrassing she is at all times? And she's pretty embarrassing at all times. So certainly I I, I wish her well, but it's just a reminder that the masks don't work and the vaccine does not work against the variants. And even with a vaccine and boosters, you can still get COVID. Just a reminder. But then there's this story, CNBC reporting. At least 58% of the U.S. population, at least 58% has natural antibodies from previous COVID infections. Three out of every five people in the U.S. now have antibodies. I think that number's low. I think that it number is low. This is data from the CDC. The proportion of people with natural COVID antibodies increased from about 34% in December to about 58% in February. Omicron making its way through. Everybody's getting Omicron, but Omicron, not deadly. So everyone survived it. I mean, that's that's what happened, right? That's 150% what happened. That people survived Omicron. And that the vaccine didn't mean anything, and people got it, and they never even got tested. I told you. I was I, I had a fever for a day, a day and a quarter, visiting uh, visiting my parents in, in in Florida, and then I went about my life. Cigars tasted like garbage for like five days, which is always super sad, always super sad in 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 my life. And that was it. I think I, I had a tickle in like the middle of my chest for like a month and it did affect it did affect how I did the show if if you go back and you remember I clearly have a when when I do the show much different uh breathing uh pattern and talking pattern than in my real life so so I mean because I would I would be talking to my wife or around the house never a problem but when I was doing the show who some coughing fits and stuff like that it was because of of the breathing and that little that little tickle went away. Did I have COVID? <laughs> I have no idea, no clue. The only thing I know I have right now is a four hundred one k. I don't want to look at because the market is down six hundred points. Right now the Dow is down six hundred nine. Nasdaq is down four fourteen. Tesla has lost more than 9% since uh, he purchased, uh, since Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Producer Ari, are you a Tesla stock guy? Uh, no. Okay, me either. Me either. I, I, I have no part uh, of that. Um, it's a bad day, man. It's, I got to tell you, it's been bad. I, I, I only now take a look at my 401k when I get some, some statements or I take a look at some other investments uh, monthly, and I'm like... 
Wow. Tomorrow's a better day. What, what, what is it? Tomorrow is a new day from Gone with the Wind? Isn't that the quote from Gone with the Wind? I mean, I know there's a book. Yeah, is it, that, that's tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow's another day. After all, tomorrow's another day. Vivian Lee, yeah. I told you I had that right. We should all be hanging out in Tarawood. Or maybe not. But 58% of the population, natural antibodies. So now, because that was February, and now we're about to hit May, uh, do I hear 70%? Do I hear 70%? That's my take. One one man's theory right there that these numbers are are soft. Remind me to get into what's going on with Title 42. Talking about the border and the importance of, of the border. I'll get into that. But this, there's a Black Lives Matter pack. And this pack, which also got taken off of the donation platform from Amazon... Right, because uh, they're the way they do their taxes is very, very questionable, and it's clear that they're lying. It seems that the Black Lives Matter pack ended with just nineteen thousand seven hundred fifty dollars in the bank after raising eighty thousand dollars and spending one hundred sixteen thousand throughout the first quarter, according to their filing. They have burned through nearly 94% of its available cash reserves since the start of 2021 when it had a $300,000 war chest. Here's where it gets interesting. Now, this is not uh, the Black Lives Matter group. This is just a a pack. This is not the the big global group where Patrice Cullors and her partners have clearly taken millions to buy houses and everything else. There's a group called Bowers Consulting. It's run by one of the board members was the highest paid pack vendor during the first quarter, received $45,000 for strategic consulting services. And Elias Law Group, run by Mark, uh, or Elias Law Group, run by one of the lawyers who was there with uh, Fusion GPS and working the whole Russia scam, received $8,000 for legal services. And Perkins Coey, that was the law firm that uh, Elias was, was at, Received $8,000. BLM pack getting everybody paid. This is Tony Katz today. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. On Hunter Biden, the New York Post is reporting, uh, looking at White House visitor logs. There were 19 visits to the White House while the president was vice president uh, by Hunter Biden's business partner, including one with the vice president. Do you help us understand why that business partner had access and what those meetings were about? I, I don't have any information on that. I'm happy to check and see if we have any more comments. I love that audio so much. 19 visits to the White House by Hunter Biden's business partner and Jen Psaki doesn't have any information. 
Tony Katz, great to be with you, Tony Katz today. But she'll tell you how proud she is that nobody's paid for their student loan debts while Biden's been in office. I don't have anything to preview for you in terms of any authority and how, or how it would work. Uh, what I would tell you is that not a single person in this country has paid a dime on student, federal student loans since the president took office. And what we have said is that he would make a decision about any cancellation of student debt uh, before the conclusion of that pause on student loans. But I don't have anything to preview for you at this point in time. That's not anything to be proud of, unless, of course... You're Jen Psaki, in which case you're totally proud of that. Totally, totally proud of that. Just nuts. And then, of course, when it comes to Elon Musk, the president is very worried about Twitter now. Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental re- reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress uh, in terms of what. Why wasn't there policies- any interest in what was happening with the New York Post story regarding his son that you personally attacked? Ah, we'll get more into that. We'll get more into that. It's just so easy. It's just so easy to rip these people apart. It's so easy to see their. Their nonsense shine through. You know, I was talking about COVID, and I forgot to share this audio that I had from Dr. Fauci. No, God! What? No, God, please, no! It's just, no! What? It's a doctor. No! I'm just saying. No! Gosh, you don't have to be so angry about it. He's on with Neil Cavuto, and he, well, he wants you to know that the courts need to know their place. And I, and I believe that this should made, should remain a CDC decision. And the CDC has a very large number of experienced scientists and epidemiologists that make those judgments based on the dynamics of the outbreak on the ground and other considerations that they make. So I wasn't at all defying the authority of a judge because when the judge makes a decision, you abide by that decision. I was concerned about the principle of having non-public health people making public health decisions. So what about the CDC weighing in on, you know, a a rental eviction moratorium? Now, the Supreme Court did take that up. Uh, Should the CDC have not? You know, that's an area, Neil, that that I'm really not that familiar with. To be Oh, stop it. This is why doctors cannot be in charge of policy. Fauci believes that the Constitution shouldn't exist because health professionals said we should do that. We should do this thing over here so that can't exist. That doesn't matter. Constitution has to wait. Doctors say. That's. That is not the society I want to be a part of. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just another bit of the madness has been constant. There's been constant madness. I know, I I feel like I use the term a lot. 
You want madness? Here we go. Mark Ruffalo, who somehow is an expert on nuclear power, that we're talking about the Hulk, talking about why we can't have nuclear energy in the U.S. What about nuclear energy? Because that's one of the areas that experts have said that Europe can get off of Vladimir Putin's you know, energy train. They need Vladimir Putin's energy right now to, to power Europe. It's part of the reason why Germany has been um, put in a hard place with the support in Ukraine. Are you also advocating to go nuclear? Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, nuclear is very expensive and it's very dangerous. And it might be, um, you know, a transition for the moment. But at the end of the day, these other technologies, wind, water, sun, geothermal, they're much cheaper. They're much safer. And um, in the long run, they create many more jobs. Uh they don't work. Hold on a second. They create many more jobs with government subsidies, but they don't work. Nuclear works. Nuclear isn't safe? Hold on a second. You can make the argument that nuclear, when it goes bad, could could go really, really bad. I think that's a fine argument to make and one worthy of discussion. But Europe was running on nuclear power, and they decided to put an end to it. For no other reason than they decided to put an end to it. They didn't have to. They chose to. And they got excoriated by a guy by the name of Trump for doing that because now they were leaving themselves to the whims of the Russians. We saw it happen. You know, it, the, the, the weirdest thing about uh, uh, the conversations that we have is like, we're able to expose a lot of stories. Like sometimes like today, we'll just go boom, 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 boom. And it's like, dear Lord, Exactly how crazy is everybody? Wind, sun, geothermal. You know what I have against wind, sun, and geothermal? Absolutely nothing. I don't have a dang thing against wind, sun, or geothermal. But they don't work. They don't work. But guys like Mark Ruffalo, activists, don't care if it works. It's an opportunity. How do I know this? And this is a moment for President Biden to take this, um, our, our momentum, people's fear. Um, they're disgusted with the war. They're disgusted with energy prices. And, and, and use that to solidify a message to the American people that now is the time to transition. This is where the jobs are. This is where national security is. And we are going to keep pushing him to do it. And this is a, this is a gift to the president as we see it. And we see him uh, accepting it in such terms. The war, the, the, the invasion of Ukraine is a gift to Biden. Never let a crisis go to waste, says Mark Ruffalo, channeling his inner Rahm Emanuel. And uh, the president's going to see it as a gift because we're going to force him to see it as a gift, whether he likes it or not. Well, dang, man. Ain't you just a tough guy? Look at this gift that I've brought for you. Ukrainians dying by the thousands. Aren't you lucky? 
Now all you have to do is take this opportunity of these dead children in Butcher and tell America they need to have a windmill right there in their backyard. You tell them, Joe Biden, all of these dead people, the dust kicked up around Chernobyl, a gift to you, you're welcome. Look what Vladimir Putin has done for the world, given you the opportunity to turn America green. Just don't forget to pay the vig and see my new movie from Marvel out June 17th. Damn. By the way, worst Marlon Brando ever, but still better than anything Mark Ruffalo's done. That guy makes more money than me. I am doing this all wrong, producer Ari. How come I'm not making movies? Um, I don't know. I You have to go to acting school? Oh, stop it. Stop it. I have to go to acting school? That's what I heard. Uh, I, I think that you might want some training. I agree with that. I don't think it's necessarily acting school. I didn't go to radio school. How am I doing? Well, just imagine if you had. You might have, you know, be, you'd be a trillionaire by now. Wow, that's... I don't think that's it. It's radio, man. I don't think you've seen the numbers as of late, which is why I should be an actor, because this is ridiculous. And so is uh, Mark Ruffalo. Absolutely. Good Lord. Title 42 is going to stay in place. Talking about the southern border. Title 42 is the regulation that would allow Customs and Border Patrol to turn away migrants without having to go through an asylum hearing. Nope, nope, nope. We've got this virus. They call it COVID. You've seen pictures. The vice president has it. So we got to turn you right around. But as we know, there are many on the political left who will tell you that COVID is waning. They will tell you that COVID is in the rear view. We don't have to worry about COVID at all or in any way. So therefore, we can absolutely positively get rid of Title 42. It's not necessary. We don't need it at the border. Here is, from just a couple of weeks ago, a Biden advisor, the COVID-19 response coordinator. And if you look across the country, as I said, infections are still at a relatively historic low. Hospitalizations are very low. Um, and the CDC scientists determined that that Title 42 is not necessary at the border. And by the way, that goes into effect in late May. Um, it gives us time to assess things. And, and that's a, a public health decision by, made by the CDC. And I think uh, that, that they're following the evidence as they see it. The evidence says you don't need Title 42 at the border. The evidence also says that the vice president of the United States now has COVID. Your move, Biden administration. COVID's not a big deal, except everybody still needs to be wearing a mask. Is a weird, weird, weird flex. So Title 42 was set to expire end of May, May 23rd. Well, now a judge has ruled there were some states uh, that sued preventing the administration from ending this this rule, and the judge has aligned with uh, those bringing the lawsuit. Now, there's also been conversation that Biden won't let it expire because he doesn't have the money to deal with the border without it. 5818, those are the numbers. 5,000 people a day, that's what we're set up to deal with at the border. 8,000, that's what we're dealing with. 
Without Title 42, upwards of 18,000 people a day. We're overwhelmed. We can't do the thing. Can't do the job. Simply cannot be done. So Biden, realizing they don't have the money to be able to handle all of these people that they would actually let into the country, he has been considering leaving Title 42 in place because when you have all these massive lines and you have people sneaking in and you have the, 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 the entire uh, disaffected and disgusted uh, Border Patrol because they're treated like garbage by this administration and they're not allowed to do their job based on the actions of this administration, it's going to look bad. It's going to look very, very bad. So he's willing to keep it for the optics. Ain't that something? Meanwhile, the optics of, yeah, COVID's not a problem. We don't need it. And your vice president has, a, has COVID. That's, a, that, 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 that's one heck of a, of a one-two punch. But as we were discussing Twitter... There's been a unique, unique statement from Jack Dorsey. Does this make you feel good or does this make you wonder what exactly is going on with the top 1% of the 1%? Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So let me share with you this Jack Dorsey story. Because this Jack Dorsey story, the former CEO of Twitter, founder of Twitter, doesn't hit me well. And I want to know how it hits you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. We know Elon Musk buys Twitter. Jack Dorsey stepped away as CEO uh, last year. Well, in, in talking about this, Jack Dorsey sees Elon purchasing this, and he's not bothered the way the progressives and others are bothered. He puts out a statement that says, the idea and service is all that matters to me, and I will do whatever it takes to protect both. Twitter as a company has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, Jack Dorsey writes, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company. Solving for the problem of of it being a company, however, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Light of consciousness. Now, 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 I'll get to that part in, in, in a moment. Let's take a step back. Jack Dorsey, who the left was upholding as the guy who was going to ensure that Twitter would always talk about their things and be their platform, now favors Elon Musk owning it to take it private so it actually does the job that he always envisioned Twitter would be? He, Elon can make Twitter the vision that Jack Dorsey always envisioned. Wow. Way to way to make a lot of enemies there, Jack. And by the way, you could have done a lot of this, but you chose not to. Please don't think all of a sudden I'm a Jack Dorsey fan. I'm not. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. 
I am very put off by that. There is something freaky, creepy, strange, peculiar, awkward about that. Something in my head that says, oh, oh, that's all the danger, Will Robinson, you ever want to hear. What it, is it? Is it possible that they made the plan to, to, to buy it uh, themselves? Hey, why don't you buy this, Elon? Hey, I'm going to step out. Why don't you do this? What does it mean to extend the light of consciousness? What kind of talk is this? Is this just too much weed? I don't, I don't know. But as I've said, and I'll say again, uh, I wish Elon Musk the best of luck. But I'm not going to start cheering his name until I see what happens. But Jack is cheering his name? All right. Confusing, but okay. This is Tony Katz today.